When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Thanks for tuning to it as we unpack the weekend that was. But I think quickly turn our attention to Friday night when the Knowles take it on the road with an opportunity to get to 3-0. and Have under your belt. You know, if I said it and I we spent the summer kind of speculating exactly what this team would or would not be and what we hoped they would be, and I remember at one point we said, you know, you got to win one of the two games, either the LSU game or the Louisville game. You can't, you can't lose both those games. Can't be one and two. Well, it's good news. That's behind you now. They're not going to be one and two when it comes to those two games. Florida State um, has already beaten LSU, so now all of a sudden you're on the cusp of winning both said games. And if I told you in the offseason they were going to start the year three and zero, oh, think how that would have felt in the moment. You'd have been like, well, that is. That's a lofty expectation there, Cameron. I would have said, that sounds like my W's and L's. It's, I mean, wow. Yeah. What a great You'd pick. You'd have been really excited, right? <laughs> You'd have been really, really excited. Well, the opportunity is there. It is presented. It can happen. For Florida State, they practice today. That practice went, in your estimation, fairly well. Mike said afterwards that it was bookended with good intensity. I, I think that's accurate. Um, but yeah, this was one of those, whoa, not giddy up days. So you would have loved it. A lot of special teams work today, um, but the first portion they do great, great, awesome. Third period of practice, we can't shoot video for, but we can still kind of discuss. Jordan was sharp as attack, man. It's just I'm that has become you, man, that's, that's become a you just set it and forget it, and that's just a strange place to be because he was good and solid. I'd say solid with good days in camp, and now you know if he's pressured, he gets off his spot and he just makes a throw. He fully anticipates where the opening is going to be. It's just it's fun to watch. Hope it continues because it's got to be a bit more emotional for him to go back to this Louisville stage on a Friday night. He's already played there before, but it was a COVID year, so it should be an emotional night for him. 
I think the biggest factor leading into this game, sadly, and it's a good thing that you had the Week 0 game because what it afforded you was an extra bye week, and that bye week just occurred for Florida State. And it turned out to be important because Florida State has been dealing uh, with a lot of injuries, a lot of guys that are banged up to varying degrees. And I can't get into great details about who all those players are, but I do know this. Some of those things were mentioned publicly by Mike Norvell. And you had guys play a little banged up in the game against LSU. For example, Maurice Smith comes to mind. There's a guy we knew going into the game was questionable, but he played. He played pretty well, too. So there's an example of toughness. Uh, Duke Cooper played in that game, and we know he wasn't completely healthy going into that game, and it showed. I actually don't think he played very well. Going to need him to return to form. The guy we saw at the end of the season last year, as opposed to what we've seen so far this year. You know that you know, Johnny Wilson got beat up a little bit in the Duquesne game and played in this game. And I think this week off, probably this past week off, probably really helped him. Darius Washington, another offensive lineman that we talk about who, uh, you know, if need be, could have played, but is a guy now that is is probably ready to go, we think. Yeah, that's one thing that Mike said after practice today that raised my eyebrow in retrospect. He said, now, uh, Darius was available in that game, but I was hoping we wouldn't have to use him because I don't know that he was fully up to speed. And so you didn't have to use him, and now this is the payoff because if anything ever happens for you, a tackle again, which would suck, but if it did, Darius can slide there. If something happened for you at center, he could play at center. It's just when, that dude is very valuable at this point. When Bless Harris and uh, your other center goes down, I, I've already forgotten his Caden name. Lyles? Can you believe that? I've forgotten his name. Are you talking about Caden Lyles? Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. And he's still at practice. Yeah, well, I you don't know? care that he's at practice. He's <laughs> useless to us, but yeah. Okay, well, Good, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but when you lose those two guys, yeah. Darius becomes all that more critical to making it through all 12 games. So it's good to see that he's full speed. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, look, uh, we, we know this about football. You're not going to get through any given week uh, most Saturdays without somebody getting beat up, somebody getting banged up, somebody potentially missing some time, somebody that's going to have to be replaced by a backup that needs to be at least sufficient, at least average. Uh, last year, anytime Florida State had a guy go down, they just did not have the requisite depth to compete at a lot of positions. That's especially true along the offensive line. That appears to be a much better situation right now. They just proved it's a much better situation already by having guys who could step in and play well Obviously, Turnitine did that at right tackle for Bless Harris and not only survived, but played decently. So they're in a better place. You hold your breath. Weeks like this last one where you can kind of heal up and get ready and lock it in now for a big game uh, against Louisville and move to 3-0, and I think, you know, Mike has been trying for a long time to get guys to understand that there's a mental toughness and a physical toughness that you have to have, but also – if you buy in to what I'm telling you to do, to work this way, we'll win games. I don't know that I can properly describe how big it would be for this team to start the season 3-0 and after having done that this offseason. Coaches preach these things, and sometimes players do or do not buy in, but where it has to happen, there, is, is, there has to be a payoff for the ones who do. And I think, he, I think the first real accomplishment for Mike was getting everybody – to see the vision that he had, even when they were losing games, and then stick with it, and then do it this offseason. Now you want that just reward, because you get it, now you're brimming with confidence going into the BC game, which was announced to be an 8 o'clock kickoff here in Tallahassee. ACC Network mentioned that earlier. For those just tuning in, mention it again. Now you can be 4-0, 
And who knows at that point, man. I mean, you get to 4-0. You are hosting that Clemson game later. You're hosting the Wake game. You're hosting a number of games that are pivotal for you to have a shot at maybe winning the Atlantic. I don't know. They're to dream. But this is the other side of the coin. You're talking about the parody of college football and how that showed in week two oh, you know, all over the, the board. Place. It was amazing. That means you're just as vulnerable. You know, Correct. this is this is an opportunity on Friday. Yeah. Right. I feel good that on paper we're the better team against Louisville on Friday. I like us at more positions than I like Louisville. And Friday against UCF only cemented that feeling for me. But does that mean that we cannot lose? Absolutely not. You could go lay an egg on Friday. Absolutely. You could. And Louisville could be sky high for their home opener. They haven't played at home yet. So a lot of weird things can happen. Well, they on will Friday. be sky high for their home opener. That win against UCF guarantees they'll be up for that game. They feel like, okay, yeah, listen, awful start to the season in the ACC, getting blown out by Syracuse, bounce back with a gut check win over UCF. Now let's go ahead and secure a home win against Florida State. Um, obviously we have not played well there. They're going to be – listen, we're still a name. Anytime we show up, that's an exciting time for most of the schools in this league. So that place will be rocking. Uh, how do you handle that? I would like to think they can handle it well. Uh, you just handled New Orleans exceptionally well. Uh, now, one thing I will say is in these bigger games, I, I don't need to see um, the sort of mistakes in the first quarter that we've been seeing, the, the kind of – I mean, what are we doing here? Opening kickoff, kicked out of bounds, and you commit a personal foul penalty on top of it. You get 30 free yards up there right off the bat. That leads to a situation where you're behind the eight ball. If you do that on the road, a true road game like this, who knows, man? You do not want them to be emboldened to a level where we begin to get see a team tree. And that's what you do when you give away yardage because you're a little too hyped as well. And then conversely, if you can get to a situation where it's 17-3 to like it was against LSU – they already are in a hot seat situation with their head coach, and that building can turn against the home sideline very quickly if you can be the team to put them down early. You have to finish the job better than we did against LSU, but at that point the crowd becomes your friend in a way New Orleans never could because it was a 50-50 split. With you got 80 85% Louisville fans there, if you get out to a decent lead, it becomes a self-loathing environment, which is great for us. It's a great way to be in a position to finish a game and finish a game with a resounding win. So if you can start well, they might actually work against each other, the fans and the, and the uh, players. We're in a position this year uh, in media and fans as we identify where the program's going and what's possible for the program and, and what Mike's career is and all that to kind of perhaps bear witness to this maturation process of which you speak, right? Like, Okay, took a step forward, really from the first game. Now, Duquesne is a glorified high school, and that's not me trying to knock Duquesne. Florida State and Duquesne ought not play, but they did play. So can you be mature enough to handle your business in that game, to go out there, never have it linger, never have it be a question, do what you're supposed to do, you're physically superior, take care of business? They did that. They did that right off the bat. All right, check. You don't get a huge amount of kudos for that, but, but it's noted. Check. There's a maturity to that. Can you go and handle the environment, the country watching, prime time, Sunday night, opportunity is huge. You're catching LSU in the middle of a, a transformational season. Obviously, Brian Kelly comes over. He's a good coach. How quickly can LSU get up to snuff? We don't know. Can you go ahead and hand them that defeat, embolden yourself moving forward? They do. Now, could they have cleaned a lot of things up? Yep. And that's what this bye week hopefully has helped them do. They've got a lot to clean up, in fact, but they got the win. It was huge. And the thing that he talked about was fight, play the next play, 
fight, play the next play. You're going to have things go against you. Can't be lamenting all of that. Got to play the next play. Okay, good. They did it. Check. You win the game. Now, where are you again on this maturity scale? Can you go up there and beat a team that I think you're better than? Uh, I think I think you're at a place now where if you go out on the road and you know, let's say we actually do get out to another lead, can you show that you learned from your previous setback there, meaning a game you won but you almost let get away? Can you go and keep your foot on the throttle? You know, don't play not to lose. Play to blow their ass out. Now that that would be a huge development. We'll see. Maybe they're not there. I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that we're going to go up there and win 38 to 17. I am saying that if they're in that position, let's see it. Let's see if they continue to take those steps because every one of these games, we're not going to make a lot of assumptions about where FSU is at. We're learning along with everybody else. This is new. They've had losing records. You can't assume that they're ready to compete at an elite level in this conference just yet because they beat LSU, who lost six games a year ago, seven games you count the poll. So, I don't know what to think about them. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that I think I know for certain that Florida State's going to go up there and handle this success uh, the way a veteran team who expects to win does. I don't know that that's all the way back yet. I don't know if that's if that's been um, you know kind of indoctrinated throughout this roster just yet. I, I don't know. So I, we're going to be watching every quarter of this game very carefully. That's what this season is. I mean, we're learning. Hopefully, we're winning while we learn. And we're watching steps be taken towards being trusted, towards being trusted to where you now, all right, what's going to happen? It's a weird year in college football. I think we're already seeing that, like we've talked about to start the show. It's an exciting year in college football. Doesn't appear to be too many juggernauts. Uh, I do think that the ACC is obviously ripe for the taking there. you got an opportunity maybe to put yourself in a position to do something special, but you got to take care of business this Friday. I just feel like, you know, you're looking at the Duquesne effort, and yes, it's a complete mismatch. We could have run anything we wanted anything at any time wanted, we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But I I did like that we chose to be physical and go straight ahead. Yeah. I like that because that, that forges an identity. Weren't able to do that as much against LSU. I think the sack-adjusted yards per carry total was 3.8, something like that. Not awful, certainly not to the offensive line standards of the past two or three years. Like That's not a bad number by those standards. You, you, uh, those years you'd say, wow, great job. Not great. Missed some things, too. Uh, I don't think they were thrilled with the running backs and some of the choices they made, or maybe that took too long to make a choice. In this game, though, I do feel like it starts with the ground attack. Even though Jordan was great against LSU, and I think he's going to be at that level more times than not, I would start by attacking them on the ground, and I feel good about what that can do for you. Because if you can consistently generate there, and then Jordan plays off of that, he didn't have. I mean, he had to play himself first against LSU, and yeah, he had more than enough to win. But if he can play off of what we want to do first, which is run the ball, I think Louisville is going to give up those runs. It could be really fun, really fast for this offense on Friday. I think Louisville's in a position where they still have to prove. I thought coming into the season, there were about three or four teams in the ACC every year. We talk about this a lot. When you come into the season, there are a couple teams atop the league that you make some assumptions about. You assume Clemson's going to be really good. You'll try to identify the team that's going to come out of the Coastal. That's usually a crapshoot. But you'll pick one or two teams that you think, all right, well, Miami's pretty good this year. Last year with Pickett, it was pretty evident that Pitt was going to be a, a tough team to beat over there. But we, we always have these little debates. And then everything else is kind of an unknown. There's usually a team that uh, might surprise you. Somebody out of the league that you didn't expect to take a big step forward, maybe a young quarterback, matures quickly and has himself a game that you didn't expect. Uh, or a season that you didn't expect. 
So when I look at you know when I uh, when I looked at Louisville, I kind of thought about them in a similar vein that I did Syracuse. And here's here's what I mean by that. I assume that Louisville's offense would be pretty good. I don't know that I should assume that right now based on what I've seen from Louisville with just the seven points against Syracuse, a lot of missed opportunities inside the 40, but nonetheless, you got to make it count. They didn't. They sputtered even off and on against UCF quite yes, a bit. Did. That's interesting to watch. So I'm not so sure my assumption about their offense being good turns out to be true. I don't know. Defensively, I thought what if Louisville's defense takes a step forward, they're going to be tough for us to beat on the road. That's what I thought preseason. Not in love with their defense so far. So if we're just judging the two programs by what we've seen up to this point, you feel a lot better about Florida State, and you have some concerns if you're a Louisville fan, objectively speaking. Syracuse was a team that I thought not very good, but if they're better on defense, they might give some people problems. they got a mobile quarterback and a very good running back and a veteran offensive line. That could be a problem for some people in this league, right? They've actually held to that to some extent. So let's find out exactly where we're at in this in this growth. Where, where exactly are we? We guessed that Jordan would take a step forward this year. So far, so good with Jordan. It might be two steps. We thought, yeah. we thought perhaps with better weapons at wide receiver, there would be a greater degree of consistency and the ability to convert third and medium, third and long on occasion in a drop-back passing game could change everything about Florida State's offense. So far, we've seen that. The signs are are very positive in that direction. Do we trust this defense yet to give us an A-plus effort on the road against a quarterback that has lit him up in Malik Cunningham? If they can give you something close to an elite effort or just a good effort. Yeah, I'd say even a B effort might be enough in this I, game. I think Florida State wins the game. I do. I, but here we sit on a Monday thinking about these things, but it's a Friday game, so it's going to come up on you quick and you get excited about it that much earlier. Well, that's where, okay, position groups you're concerned about. Do you start with corner? I always start with corner right now. I don't. Yeah. I don't see anything at corner that says we're special, uh, or even or even very good. Uh, could we be above average? Yes, I think they could be above average at corner. I need Duke Cooper to be Duke Cooper. Right. I don't need him to be picked on. He was picked on in this well, last game. This is also an interesting game to see what the rotation looks like. Mm. Has it changed? You know, is your third guy different? Your fourth guy, whatever it is, and is there a rotation to the snap count rather than you know maybe two guys dominate eighty to eighty-five percent on the outsides? Yeah, I'm not saying this isn't about practice and hinting anything. I'm no, just no, no. I'm genuinely curious to see. You know, you could look one way during the week, but then have they seen enough of game film where they say after three drives, all right, enough with this. We're moving you here because they did it last year. When something yeah, wasn't working last year, they decided we're carving out roles and this is what we're going to be. And it was the Louisville game that helped them do that. And then at that point, it was set it and forget it the rest of the season. But I don't know who that would be right now because Knowles has played fine. Um, yeah. You know, Renardo yes. Green hasn't done anything to give up the spot. They love Duke Cooper. I, I know well, that he has a big Greedy right. got a lot of time against LSU. He so did. He did. Um, I don't know. Would you Would you give Jerry on more time than Greedy? Mm, would you let Azaria on the field to play more? Well, that, that's would the you next big step. Shaheem Brown out there, and you rotate three safeties at once, or have three safeties on the field at once. I mean, it's well, there are a lot of opportunities. Yeah, you get your get your big nickel out there, right? Something along that's those what, lines. That's <laughs> what Fuller said last year. Yeah. I, I would have saved that soundbite if we didn't suck for the first four games. I know. He brought that up, and I've always loved it, and it's a fun thing to say out loud, but uh, I'm going to hit him with the big nickel. <laughs> <laughs> you dropping him in a sock at him? <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com going to join us in a few minutes here, as uh, we always do on Mondays. Look forward to talking to Ira. Don't forget tonight, uh, we've got our show tonight at 7 o'clock. Is that 7 o'clock, right? Yep. In the coop. There it is. Robert Cooper going to uh, be on War Chant TV tonight at 7 o'clock. And uh, I'll have to go back and watch it. You know, I'm hosting a show <laughs> for Husker Online tonight. That'll be fun. Oh, my. So, uh, what are you guys going to talk about? <laughs> it should be an easy show. I serve it up to those guys that are on the ground in Lincoln, covering that team on a daily basis. And mm. the chat will be fun. Yeah, for the I was Husker just, online. I was about to say, is, is somebody going to be monitoring the chat? Somebody and will have people? to monitor the chat. <laughs> well, there's there's not, some hateful things. All I would say to the fine folks there in Lincoln, who I will see tonight when I'm hosting that show, is. Uh, no need for the hateful uh, chatter on the chat tonight. You got your wish. He's gone. Right. Actually, it should be a very happy chat. It should be a night of celebration. Although, I, this is what every fan base fears, including this one. This is why we've talked about it. The longer you remain irrelevant, the more it feels like it is uh, becoming Everest to get back. You know, I mean, you have a situation where, for the better part of two decades... You haven't mattered. Yeah, I'd say if you're I mean, a college junior, you, they haven't mattered that kid's entire life if they went to Nebraska. So it's 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 a toughie. That's a that's where you kind of you start to, hey man, is it are we even capable? Can we get this turned around? You start really worrying about it, and um, you know yeah I, I would think tonight that there'll be a lot of topics uh, that center around you know, who's the next guy. Yeah, are you guys gonna have a hot board for it already? Well, I mean look. Do we do we not believe that Matt Rule isn't destined to make it in Carolina? He did wonders at Baylor. I'd put a call into Matt Rule. Be like, hey, man, you somehow got Baylor winning. Surely you can come out here and win. And let's face it, the pro game's not your deal. I don't. I could look at him. I could look at uh, – you're going to hear Matt Campbell's name. You know I'm not a big fan, but uh, – you're going to hear his name. I can promise you that. And then there will be all the guys that are connected in some way. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there will be a lot of guys that are assistants throughout the country that uh, had some sort of connection back in the day that will probably get mentioned as well. You know, I just like, no, we're not in that situation right now. 
For now. I just like knowing that we're not in that situation right now. Let's stay that way. Let's go get another win Friday night on the road, get to 3-0. and This is the furthest thing from our mind is this discussion about who would be next at that point, Pitchforks right? are in the barn. Yeah. The barn door Everybody's is locked. Everybody's like, no, we're good. We're yeah. good. Everybody settle down. We're all right. Warchant.com, my cohort, joins us on the program, and I'm excited about that. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? I'm good, man. Crazy, crazy fun weekend in college football, which is one of the many reasons we love it. Uh, I'm sure the fan base reveled, as you well know, and you did too uh, to some degree with uh, Jimbo's failures <laughs> in College Station. But all, all of this did was make me that much more excited about Florida State football and Florida State's opportunities. And I think this is a big one, Ira. They can go to 3-0. and They can go on the road and get a win here. And I think they should. I think they look like the better team from what I've seen of Louisville so far this year. Talk to me, baby. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like when you watched a lot of teams, particularly Louisville, on Friday night, you felt like, okay, well, Florida State plays the way they did for the most part of the LSU game. Not, not the end and maybe not the very beginning. But for the most part of that game, you feel like, man, Florida State could play with just about anybody, and you feel like they're better than the Louisville. You feel like they're better than, than some of the teams in this conference that you, you weren't sure if they could beat. So now the key is, okay, can you do it from week to week? And now they're coming off of a bye week, but, but in general, can you play at that level every week, not, not have these highs and lows? And that's the next step for this program, and so that's the, the question. The question is, this week isn't, can you play above your head? It's can you just play as well as you should be able to play? Because if you do that, yeah, you could get to 3-0, and and then there's so much on the table at that point. Relative health of the team, big picture, Ira, you can go wherever you want. I know we have to be careful about what we report and don't. Everything has to be, uh, you know, at least have been acknowledged by the head coach. But I guess give our, give, give our listeners an idea of how healthy Florida State is or is not heading into this game. You know, I think they're, they're better off probably right now than they were, than were where they were this time going into the LSU game. You know, at that point, we didn't know, is Maurice Smith going to be able to play? Is Johnny Wilson going to be able to play? Uh, is Amarian Cooper going to be able to play? And those guys did play in that game. And now they they practiced a couple times last week, a little bit limited, and Mike Gravel thinks that they're uh, much closer to, to, you know, closer to 100% than they were before. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, look, they're, that LSU game is a physical game. There are some guys that we know of that uh, were a little bit banged up in that game, and, and, you know, they may or may not have them this week. So that's going to be – um, you know, something that they're, it's a process, I think, getting back from that LSU game because that was a really physical game. So um, I don't know that they're going to have everybody back this week, uh, but I think they're probably in better shape in a lot of places than they were even going into the LSU game. As we sit here on a Monday, short week again, what's what's your gut feeling telling you about how Florida State's going to play on Friday? I'm, I'm obviously asking your opinion right now, but – uh, we didn't have a game this past Saturday, so we've had a lot of time to think about what the win meant. We've watched a lot of college football. Uh, seems to be wide open this year. We got to see Louisville on Friday. You've been at the practices. What's your gut tell you about where you think uh, Florida State's head's at and how they'll play on Friday night? I think the offense will play well. Um, you know, I do think that um, you know Louisville's not very good defensively, I don't believe, and I think if you're balanced, which Florida State should be, and I think Florida State's got you know, good receivers and the way Jordan's playing. I think Florida State will play well offensively. I'm concerned about what Louisville looks like offensively at home. You know, they, they have not looked very good offensively the first two games, but they were they were on the road for both those games. Um, Malik Cunningham, I think, you know, there are times where he's dynamic when he feels confident 
and feels good about what he's doing, and I think they're going to feel that way at home. So, um, to me, that's going to be the key. Can this defense play, uh, you know, solid football, fundamentally sound football, force Louisville to, to make extended drives, not give up cheapies? Because that really has been the key. Uh, not the key, but really that's been their problem. You know, you go back to that game a couple of years ago where they just gave up three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> you're, not, you're not expecting that anymore. Um, but make them put together long drives, extended drives, convert third downs, make tough plays, make tough passes from Lee Cunningham. I think Florida State will be okay. I do think the offense is going to play well. I'm a little bit, a little bit curious to see how the defense does against their offense. You know, I'm seeing a trend here, Ira. You and I concur on this. I, I think that a lot of Florida State fans probably feel this way, right? We're starting to say, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to trust this offense. I'm <laughs> just not sure that I completely trust this defense. And we do, we do live in an era where offenses have had the rules catered to them in a way that makes it really difficult to play a great defense. But also, Florida State has these moments where you're just unsure if they've completely figured it out or if they're talented enough. So I think I think that's probably going to be the talking point for you and me for weeks to come, unless they shock us and go out and dominate on defense. Don't you think that we're pretty much all year long going to be like, hmm, defensively is going to be the problem? Yeah, and I mean, look, I mean, I think there's there there were times in that LSU game where the defense front looked dominant, um, but then there were also plays where they gave up contain and, and and made some mistakes, and then the back end has not been as probably as good as we expected. I think a lot of us looked at the fact that you okay, you bring back four or five starters in the secondary, the fact that you bring back uh, two guys who started as true freshmen last year, Marion Cooper and Kevin Knowles, you know, you're just expecting them to think there's another big jump, and I don't know if that's really happened. I did uh, one nice thing in practice today we wrote about, people could read about on the site, was, uh, you know, Kevin Knowles had a nice pick um, during one-on-ones. I mean, it looked aggressive, made a nice, really nice break on the ball and finished the play, and, uh, you know, I think the, the secondary, to me, we haven't seen them play their best yet. I think the front played pretty well overall mm-hmm. in the LSU game. But we want we need to see more out of that secondary, and this is a good opportunity. Great opportunity, and Malik Cunningham has lit him up in the past, so I would think that they're hungry to get it done. Good to talk to you as always, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Yeah, be good, man. That's uh, irishchappellewarchant.com. Um, I still trusted Knowles. I know I mentioned him in a positive light earlier, and somebody pointed out that he hasn't played well. I'm, I'm dating back to last year where I thought he played really well, and I think he'll play well. I, I, he's a good football player. Um, I, the, the, the rules in college football and the, and the way that offenses work now, I think the standard for a good day at the office on defense has changed quite a bit over the years. I remember in the 90s, you could go into a stadium expecting maybe a shutout over team. I never expect shutouts anymore, ever. I don't really – I mean, even against middling teams, I don't. So I think if you can hold in the modern game – a team to less than 24 points, you should win the game. And I think Florida State can hold Louisville to 24 or fewer points, and I think they can score more than 24 points and should, frankly, this Friday. Yeah, the only matchup I see again is I don't, I'm not enamored with Louisville's receivers, but if I am you know, in the offensive meetings this week or last week's you know, looking at advanced scout for FSU, it's you're going to challenge them down the field. I mean, yeah. LSU did early. On that fade to Booty, he drops it, uh, and Akeem fights through. Akeem nice fights through. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. play. It's yeah. good recovery, but that's open. They don't really go back to it at any point. Now our pressure affected some Changed of those things. A lot of that, yeah. But it's not for a lack of us challenging those guys in one on one in a lot of those situations. So if I'm Louisville, I say so. They're going to challenge LSU LSU's guys one on one. That means that's definitely going to be the case for us. We've got to show it. 
We've got to see if we can do it. And the ball's got to be out now, Malik. That would be the coaching stuff this week. And, and also rolling the pocket, getting him into you know quick hitters, little things like that. There are some things on film that LSU did not do that Louisville can try, and it's just a matter of seeing if we can get downhill, make those plays, and then cover in space. And we're allowed to learn, too, so we, we saw that same Oh, film. for sure, yeah, 100%. Absolutely, you can say, hey, look, we got to do this. Uh, and po- to a positive end, last year they did develop, and they did get better. So yeah. that's important to say. It's not They weren't fixed as terrible in Game 1, and they were ter- terrible in Game 12. Corner play and secondary play got a lot better as last year went on. I think the number one thing I'm concerned about in the game, besides Malik Cunningham's ability to break contain and make plays with his legs, but he's a threat to do that every week, and lots of teams have figured out how to kind of contain that to a degree by which they could operate and have a chance to win the game. Certainly already this year, that's happened twice. So you, you, you can do it, but is, is Ryan Fitzgerald? Let's just be honest about it. Um, you know, I, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, I don't believe in him. Um, and, and, and I think we're going to play a lot of 50-50 type games. Uh, this might qualify as one. Vegas has Florida State favored by a point and a half, um, which shows you the growth of Florida State so far early in the season in the eyes of Vegas, but, uh, and perhaps the decline of what they view Louisville to be, maybe a little bit of both. Uh, Florida State before the season was not favored in this game, but, but a point and a half favored on the road, okay. Yeah, these are the two concerns. It's, it's corner and it's kicker, mm-hmm. and... If I'm FSU, obviously this is always the way you want to start a game, but I want his first kick to be an extra point because I don't think that's a small thing. I would rather have him start kicking an easy extra point, bearing it through the middle, before I ask him to go try a 44-yarder because yeah, confidence well, builds. You need I, the confidence I, to build. Maybe a lot of extra points is the way to build. Yeah, if you get in the red zone, you got to finish yeah, here. A lot you, of extra you can't points go. Oh, you thing. can't have two goal-to-go possessions with zero points in yeah, this game. Yeah, agreed. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, turn up the volume. Listen to this. My friend Shannon with Legendary Home Loans has a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those who make a difference in their community. When it's time to buy a new home, he'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. That's a $1,600 value right out the gates. Also, if you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you'll save another $600. That's over $2,200 in discounts right off the top. Obviously, it's nice to save $2,200. So if you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, a nurse, or a school teacher, and you're looking to buy a new home, go hook it up with my man Shannon Young, Legendary Home Loans. Ask about their Hometown Heroes program. Call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or you can visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Many roofing companies hire out subcontractors to do their work for them. T-Spark Enterprises hires employees, and that's because they value the immense benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, and highly trained crew that can be held to the high standards T-Spark is known for. Experts in their craft with pride in their work. That's the T-Spark difference. Best in town, give them a call today, 766-1340, or get a free quote online at tsparkconstruction.com. 
Nebraska.com. Some crazy numbers here. I was looking at some stats from the weekend, Tom. Nebraska was 254-0 and at home since 1901 when scoring at least 35 points. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, this guy is a trendsetter it's until a, he wasn't. It's a toughie. I mentioned the uh, Kentucky stat, 3-2 and two in their last five games against Florida. We all know that prior to this recent run, Florida had won 31 consecutive games against Kentucky. 31. Sweet Jesus. What are your feelings? Army had 222 yards passing at halftime against UTSA, most in any single game since 2007. Black Knights finished with a robust 304 yards passing, but yes, they lost 41 to 38 in overtime. I was getting two and a half points. Thank you, Army. Missouri threw uh, interceptions on four consecutive drives against Kansas State on 10 offensive plays. What does it say you do here? That sounds like the beginning of our spring game with those uh, two point drills. And then I mentioned Iowa had 316 total offensive yards so far this season. That includes 150 total against Iowa State. They lost that game 10-7. to They're the first FBS team since 1979, McNeese State, to score and allow 10 or fewer points in their first two games. Wow. Oh, period. I thought, I thought mm. you were going to say and go 1-1 one and one mm. or something along yeah, those lines. No, it's, I, every time we do a stat like that, I think back to that series you had against the Nats many moons ago. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. uh, outscored them 8-2 to two and lost the series two games to one. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're being compared to McNeese State in 1979, that's a short list, man. That's a toughie, buddy. Yeah. That's a toughie. Man, some crazy numbers. Fun times, fun times. Hey, Kansas won over the weekend. Old uh, Lance Leopold could be the uh, candidate there at Nebraska, by the way. They are, are 2-0, and I believe, Kansas. What what was their season total? Two and a half? I think so. i got to double-check oh, it. Oh, all right. Um, mm. Punch it in, Jayhawks. Lance Leopold is doing a good job there. Good old Lance. It's tough to sell it, right? You know, you think about if you were in that situation, if you're Nebraska, I mean, you, you can't let pride get in the way. Perhaps Kansas's coach is the best coach you can get, um, and there's you know it is what it is. I mean, it's a toughie. I don't know. It's just a tough name. You know, I play the name games not just for position, <laughs> and you know, does this guy sound like a linebacker or a kicker or a quarterback or a safety? But for a coach, this dude sounds like he's Renaissance Fair material, not head coach material. Lance Leopold, Renaissance. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's your Renaissance Fair name. Um, I don't know. I mean. First of all, you're going to hear a lot of people say things like Bob Stoops, and that kind of makes me laugh. Um, I, I I would put the call in, as I said earlier. I think I would I would definitely look at Luke Fickle. Life Spectator chimes in with a true statement. Lance Leopold is half the man that Mark Mangino was. It's well done. I did, Riley. I did talk about Florida losing. Uh, I think the most – it's not a surprise that Florida lost at all. Uh, I'll get to this one too, Art. But it's not a surprise that Florida lost. It's that their quarterback went into a shell. And I think Anthony Richardson would be my chief concern after that game because the confident, emboldened, physically gifted um, – I don't know what else to describe, but emerging superstar of a quarterback that saw the field in a win over Utah became a shell of himself when forced to throw the ball from the pocket consistently and kind of looked like a guy that wanted no part of it. And uh, that pick six is 
Yeah, yeah. That is something. Well, that is something. It warmed my heart, if that's what you're asking. It warmed my heart indeed. If you are a a Gator enthusiast, now you've just got to hope that it's good Richardson and not terrible Richardson every week. That's what. You, that's all you've got. So is, the really good if, if Richardson the, is yeah. virtually unstoppable. Yeah. Like when he's doing his thing and looking like that guy, and he you know makes the th- he's got a cannon. Now, you're you at the whims touch, of his gonna, inconsistency. Yeah. that's what your season's about. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, and then I would go back. Art brought up Urban Meyer to Nebraska. Nebraska would be desperate enough to hire a soulless piece of filth that is Urban Meyer. Um, lots of programs would be. Um, you know, there is no prerequisite on being a decent human being. Um, a lot of a lot of people have hired him in the wake of uh, overwhelming evidence as to who he is. But one of the things he also is is a winner. Maybe I detected something that I wanted to detect, and it's not actually what happened. But how closely did you watch the Big Noon kickoff uh, halftime show? Uh, not at all. Okay, so I, the TV's still on, walking around the house, taking a break. And nobody engaged him for the better part of four minutes. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but it was Brady Quinn and I think Leinert's on that stage as well and one or two other guys. And he was sitting there on the end of the desk just staring off in the opposite direction (laughs) and nobody would engage him in a topic. Nobody said, oh, that's a great point, Brady. Hey, coach, what do you think about this? It never happened. Was the topic on uh, morality, leadership? They couldn't couldn't bring him (laughs) into the fold at that point. It was about uh, Quinn's injury. And then what do you do, you know, moving forward? How do you coach it from this point on? Brady Quinn was talking about how you turn your body to try to avoid your collarbone or your arm getting hurt, especially your throwing arm. But then they were talking about the ins and outs of the game. They've got a real one on their hands, and nobody asked Urban a question. I wonder if that is some sort of potential strike that they've got going on where they're saying, I'm not talking to this piece of trash. But it, it was long enough where you say, oh, oh wow, they're, they're choosing not to get Urban Meyer involved. It's tough, too, because I think you know, you're know you in a position. I've thought of this before. With some of the stuff that I've had to do, and this is not I mean, its not even meant to be a humble brag, but some of the stuff that I've done on SiriusXM, occasionally you'll have to talk to somebody that you don't have a very high opinion of. Like the producer will book a guest and you're like, and they want you to bring this guy on because they're either trying to work out a deal or they, they're thinking about ratings or whatever it might be. And you're like, really, I got to talk to Greg Norman. Yeah, I'd rather not do that. But it's not your place and it's tough because then they do the interview. And I would think that those guys, there are probably people on that set who have very real concerns about the piece of filth that Urban Meyer is. And they don't want to work with it, but the company hired him. I mean, there's just not much you can do about it. Uh, that, that's a toughie. Are they going to get up and walk away from a multi-million dollar paycheck because they don't want to sit at the desk with Urban Meyer? No. So you had to interview Colt McCoy? <laughs> uh, thank you, Live Spectator. I did not know Jared from Subway was a child molester at the time that I interviewed him. I also didn't want to interview him before this for it, for the obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, you were in the same room as Jared from Subway. Yeah, he was sitting across from me, mm. fat ass. Yeah, there I was, prattling on about how he so desperate he got to be six hundred pounds and decided to eat a bunch of subs all day. I was like, what, what, what is this? What am I talking to you for? Yeah, that was Clear Channel made me do that. Your thoughts on Florida State football, Jared yeah. from Subway? <laughs> Oh, man. Aaron writes, hey, guys, my daughter had surgery today. We listen to the show together all the time. Can I get a shout-out for her? Uh, Aria Parrish says, go Knowles. 
Well, absolutely you can, and I wish her and you guys nothing but the best. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, I hope I hope she's okay. Ditto, Aria. Yeah. It's a tough day. I'm, Abs- we're glad that maybe we can make you smile a little bit. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, best of luck to you and the family. Absolutely. Uh, let's do Probables. You want to go to break and then come back and do Probables? Yeah, let's do that. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I think we probably got to go quick, don't we? Eh, we got a little time. Trying to keep your sanity, get in shape, have more life. Go see my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. First class, always free. It'll let you know what it's all about. You'll see if you get in there and have the workout that uh, this is something you can get down with. It's good stuff. Go take advantage of that offer. First month is also free if you purchase that heart rate monitor, which you're going to want to do. Orange Theory Fitness, there are two locations in town, Midtown and Northside. I'm set to see Andy, the owner of Orange Theory Fitness, later this week. Looking forward to it. Have been a minute. On the week. golf course? or uh, um, Hopefully, maybe both. Maybe maybe nice. a cold beer and, and a little bit of golf and uh, the discussion of uh, a multi-year uh, extension. There you go. <laughs> The greens are rolling over at Capital uh, City. So they are indeed. Rangers, Marlins, bottom of the six, two to nothing. Marlins, cue it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably? I saved it. Rangers are throwing Glenn Otto. Hey, Glenn Otto, nice to meet you. Welcome to Glenn Otto. Trevor Rogers goes for the Marlins. We got the Angels and the Guardians. Reed Detmers. Good Lord. Connor Pilkington. Two insufferable guys at the club. Astros Tigers. Fromber Valdez. Eduardo Rodriguez. Pirates Reds, Bryce Wilson, Mike Miner, Rays, Jays, Cooper, Chriswell. Oh, no. Again? Again with this? Stick him in a group with those other two. Yeah. With Connor Pilkington and Reed Detmers. Yeah. Jose Barrios goes for the Blue Jays. Rangers, Marlins, John Gray, Braxton Garrett. Nope. He's going to join the force. There's your force, <laughs> baby. There's your force. Send them off first. Yep. Oh, send Braxton with him. I don't want to deal with Braxton. Cubs, Mets, Javier Assad, Chris Bassett. Dodgers D-back Tyler Anderson. 14-3 and three with a 2-7-3 Tyler Anderson. I win the Cy Young. Who knows? Jesus. Ryan Nelson goes for the uh, D-backs. Braves, Giants, Spencer Strider, Alex Cobb, and that is a look at those that shall resign on the boat. You know, the only other person you'd have to add to that foursome if you could fit a fifth, which you don't want to do. They would, though. Those they four think that they, they own the world. You know who they'd ask? Lance Leopold, if he wants to join. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, what pitcher, active or retired, yeah. you only get, it's not a group of four, mm. you get to play golf with. 
active or retired? If you could pick one pitcher, who would it be? Greg Maddox. Ew. All right. Yeah, I want to play with Greg Maddox. Oh, thank you. No, he, Insufferable. He's funny. He's funny. If you listen to him get interviewed, he's funny. I'd go with Pedro. Well, I'd love to play with Pedro. Now, if you're talking about the difference between we're going out there to have a really good time or I want to see somebody who I have suspected scratch yeah. can play really can well. play with Smoltz. Yeah, I can play with Smoltz. He'll just embarrass us, though. He's like a real player. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Alameda Susan.